the Bills cannot be too reliant on Josh Allen. First two weeks of the season, that's probably the most explosive offense we've ever seen. Uh, but then I want to give a lot of praise to the Dolphins. Last year, my coach of the year, Brian Flores, was fired during our little ceremony, and I hated that firing. Now I kind of love it because Mike McDaniels it seems like a little se- like a super secret, like little evil genius. The plays he draws up and what I see him doing for Tua is just second to none. Welcome to episode 56 of the Frenemies podcast. NFL recap today, week three. Um, as you probably already know, our week two picks did not get out. There were some technical errors with that. So figured it out. It won't happen again. But um, yeah, here we are. Um, wild week wild week three. Some big upsets here. But yeah, we'll go through them. I'll start Thursday. Uh, Steelers, Browns. Browns with the W, winning by 12 points. This after the last um, last second touchdown. Um, guess I'll start with this game. I think the biggest surprise here, one, other than the Browns' defense still sucked for the first uh, half and quarter, Jacoby Brissett actually looks pretty damn good. And I don't think a lot of people expect the to be the person to the bottom left of my screen, Jackson O'Neal. Um, he looks accurate. He looks confident in his throws. The Browns are leading the league, I think, in rushing combined. I think they've rushed for more yards than they've thrown. I know that for sure. If this Browns offense can continue at this rate with the way they're playing and just wait for the defense to pick up, hopefully at some point, I think this team can not only make the playoffs, but make some noise. Because, like, with Watson coming back, yes, we'll have to get get used to the system. There'll be a little bit of a drop-off period where he's still learning it. But it's not exactly complicated. Like it's it's a very quarterback friendly offense. So I think it'll be like rather quick his adjustment. And I think the Browns could really be a dangerous team in the playoffs. Because what what you need to do in the playoffs is stop the run and run the ball, and that's what the Browns can do well. Yeah, I I kind of agree with you. I believe I am one to admit my faults when I am wrong. Uh, and uh, I was very low on the Jacoby Brissett train after week one, weeks two and three. He's blown me away, especially week three. Uh, he made some throws I don't think Jacoby Brissett's ever made before. Uh, he looked really good, really poised. Uh, best quarterback sneaking center in the league right now. The big concern about the Browns, uh, I don't want to talk about playoffs yet. It's week three. If you're looking at the playoffs right now, yeah, it's bad leadership. Um, the Browns will not make the playoffs if Joe Woods continues to be the defensive coordinator. What I see uh, week after week, uh, and sadly year after year out of the Joe Woods secondary uh, the scheme is atrocious. Uh, they can't do much. Um, it's uh, it's not a good scheme. Uh, there's reports coming out that the secondary, Delta and Ward, that they can't communicate. And uh, if they're having issues with communication after three seasons with the same defensive coordinator, I think he's got to um, pack his bags and hit the road. Uh, but the Browns' offense is legit. Right now it's the uh, highest scoring offense in the NFL. Granted, they haven't played three good teams. Uh, it's a legit football team. Uh, they just they got to switch up the defense. It's a very hard defense to watch. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Joe Wood sucks. Um, first half, it was an absolute shit show. You're one of the worst offenses in the entire league. It's just driving down the field repeatedly on you. Second half, I will admit, he definitely the defense definitely picked it up, but Joe Woods has to go. I've seen way, way too much from him. Uh, Miller, what do you think? Or Carter? I was at this game, and this is – uh, the difference from last year to this year and this offense is we have a quarterback that doesn't put the ball in danger. 
Um, he doesn't make any big time plays, big time throws, but he doesn't he doesn't put the ball in danger. And so as a result of that, some of the some of the risky throws, some of the tight windows passes aren't made. But that's all he needs to do in this offense. He has weapons around him. Amari Cooper's leadership in the wide receiver room is fantastic. Donovan Peoples-Jones has stepped up big. The biggest problem I see on defense is communication. It was appalling being in person, watching that team try to communicate. When we were set in our stuff in the fourth quarter, we're a freaking really good defense. We have a lot of playmakers. But when, you know, we're not set, a lot of the communication, a lot of the hand-waving, a lot of the stuff like that is bad. They're really bad, and and it's all based on communication. There was there was multiple occasions where coaches are screaming on the sidelines, like you could hear them. I was about ten rows back, maybe you could hear them yelling from the field, and it was just it it, it was just really appalling to see. There's there's high school teams that have better communication, and and the other big thing is losing Walker. He is the best communicator. It's not close. He was yelling and screaming all night. But I I honestly think it's more – and the communication may be on Joe Woods, and if you want to say that, that's fine, and that justifies firing him, absolutely. But it's more of the communications than the actual defensive schemes. When they're in the right stuff, they're good. But the problem is, is no one knows what what they're in for majority of the game, and they didn't know what they were in until the fourth quarter. Yeah, well, you have that problem going for three-plus years. I think you're completely wrong about this scheme. It is a simple base, four down linemen, three linebackers. The rest is secondary. It's been that way since Joe Woods has arrived in Cleveland. When do you ever see a blitz out of that Cleveland backfield? Very, very rarely. And whenever they the do blitz. The last possession, they, multiple times. One multiple possession. times. Usually, and here's the thing. Usually when they blitz, it doesn't work out because they're so unused to it. They don't know how to contain. They don't know what gaps to shoot. It's like they just send five guys and fill in wherever. It's a very poorly ran defense. You look at these other defenses around the league, they actually do a good job because it's different throughout the game. Brown's defensive games for the last three years, it's always been the exact same defense. And, hey, maybe you get a blitz a game. Maybe you get two. And then maybe you get one wall stun a game, or maybe you get two. It's too generic. It's too basic. And it will not win you football games in the NFL. The Browns are the most talented defense in the NFL, and they're dog shit. They can't do a thing because of how poor the scheme is. You have multiple first rounders. You're paying millions of dollars to that defense, and the man you're paying twenty five million dollars. Uh, I haven't seen him in the last two games. Yeah, Carter. That's what, Carter, Carter, that's what I was going to ask you. I was going to say you kept bringing up communication. Whose fault is that? The players are not. No, th- that's what I'm saying. If you want to fire Joe Woods because he can't communicate, 100. percent First down, second down, they're great. They, it's it's it was repeatedly third and and 12, third and 14, third and 10, somewhere in that range. And then all of a sudden, all you see on the sidelines is Joe Woods going screaming, some little white guy assistant, who I don't know his name, running up and down screaming, telling people to get off. Walker is screaming. Ward's looking up like this. Delpit's back there going, I don't know what we're in. And then they run some weird blitz, and someone blows their coverage in the secondary, and it's a wide-open pickup on third and 14 because we can't get off the field. And if you want to blame – and that's that's where – more so than the scheme. To say the Browns don't run a complex scheme, everyone starts off in a base 
for they always have a base. There's always a base defense, and they're always changing it up. To say they never change it up is just wrong. They have a game plan for each team. That's the where I have the problem. If you want to blame Joe Woods for communication, absolutely. That's clearly fine. That was the most appalling thing being live at that game. And I, I fully support saying, Joe, we have no communication on this defense. We don't know what we're in at all. We have these all these talented players, and they have no idea what's going on. If you want to fire him for that, 100% on board, 110% on board. But to say that, but to say that any NFL coach, no matter how bad they are, just runs a basic four-three and just standard the entire game is wrong. It's wrong. It's it's just blatantly wrong. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. But okay. Also, I would like to talk a little bit about the special teams. Our special teams is ass. Legit ass. Mine is Cade York. The fact that our special teams single-handedly lost us the Jets game and still did not look great. Our and punter's that, pretty good, too. Our punter's pretty good. Yeah. No, but Horquez is a stud. He has a freaking leg. But, like, Mike Pfeiffer's a moron, I feel like. Like, he did not know what he's doing at all. Oh, oh, oh. So, it's late in the game. And right before the onside kick that Pittsburgh attempts, is all the Pittsburgh fans get up in the stadium. And my dad, you, you know – He's been around the Browns uh, a fair amount of his career, his life, used to work there. And he's like, they don't understand. He goes, they don't understand. We're, we could give this up. This game is not over with six seconds left on the 20-yard line. What I don't understand is why there's either not levels to the onside kick, like staggered start. You have one. He was saying this too. You have one person in the front, one person in the back. But it feels like, I, I think it, it might be Delpit in front of Cooper that just starts blocking before we even have the ball. Who are you blocking for? There's no one behind you. Grab the ball. You know, do do. It's like the lineman blocking when the quarterback. It's like if the quarterback just punted the ball backwards and the linemen were still blocking anyway. What like? There's no point. There's no reason for it. I'm because some other teams do that too. It's to prevent them from running. So you block, and then the dude behind is supposed to have a nice, easy grab the ball. What doesn't make Sometimes sense? Do behind them. I was really confused why I felt like we didn't have enough people on each side. And then they showed the 11 by 11 view. Our formation is like three people on each side, one person behind each of those three. So that's eight, a dude in the middle to defend against. If the kickers kicks it right up the middle and tries to get himself, we then have two people behind our kicker, not right behind them, 20 to 30 yards behind two. It makes no sense. Why do we have two people there? A hundred percent. 100%. 100%. Long kick, but it makes no sense to me why two people that are back there. It's the most I've ever seen in my life. And it's all, it's also not like, it's also not like our safeties and corners and wide receivers are slow. Like, let's say they kick it over the top. Let's say we have all our guys up and they kick a bomb over the top. We have a 20 yard advantage, most likely. The farthest guy back for the Browns would have 20 yard advantage on the kicking team. As soon as he sees that go over his head, you think he's losing a sprint? Like, even if Tyree Kill's running, our safety's running at least a 4-4, four, 4-5, four, 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 He's not losing that with a 20-yard advantage. There's, there's no way. Like, it, Yeah, it doesn't make any sense at all. It's like we're blocking for people that aren't there. That's my thoughts on that game. No, I agree. Um, move on to the next game here. Sunday, uh, probably maybe the – no, not the ugliest game because there's a worse one. But Texans-Bears, um, it was – it was pretty ugly, to be honest. Um, Justin Fields doesn't look good. Davis Mills doesn't look good. Nothing really looks good. Rokon Smith got a pick, but that's honestly, I don't have a lot to say about this game. Both teams look lackluster. 
No, there's not much to say. Uh, the biggest concern is uh, sitting with Chicago. Justin Fields, your first-round draft pick from a year ago, uh, it's the fewest attempted passes through three games in over, I believe, 20 seasons in the NFL. That's got to change. you got to commit to Fields being your quarterback and let him throw, or you got to change up the offense. Fields threw plenty of times at Ohio State. Now, I don't think that's the issue here. Uh, they got to figure out the offense. I think part of it, too, is you have such under-marginalized uh, receivers in Chicago. When Darnell Mooney is your wide receiver one and Equinemia St. Brown is your wide receiver two, you got problems. Uh, I think the Bears in the offseason, they're going to have over $100 million in cap space. They got to go be big, big spenders. Go grab yourself a wide receiver and then draft one. Uh, this is a phenomenal wide receiver class coming up, but uh, you got to get field some talent. I don't understand. Like, if you draft a young quarterback and you know your team's going to be shit anyway, why draft young defensive guys you can get young like offensive guys it makes no sense to me because if you want to see if you have a good quarterback or not give him weapons and then if you if you bats if you know you have that then you can go to defensive side of the ball but it makes no sense to me like the system say if they have a quarterback they have an okay running back and a good defense but they're off of the line receivers suck i think it's a bad way to run the run organization you gotta you gotta help them out i mean there are some times where like justin fields would be scared for his life like, it's just a free trip down Broadway, right, to deplete them. No, I agree. It's, I don't know, you're not, you're not, you're not really giving a chance to succeed in Chicago. But, um, all right, next game here, Raiders, Titans. There's a couple storylines here. Um, Raiders are 0-3. They, the offense just doesn't look explosive. It doesn't really look what people thought it was going to be. Now, maybe you give them time and they figure it out, but when you're 0-3 in probably the most difficult division in football, I just, I don't know. I think they dug themselves a pretty big hole, and I think they're extremely hard to get out of because their defense doesn't look great. Their offense doesn't look great. I did see a thing where the reason um, Bill Belichick did not get a OC this year is because he knew McDaniels was going to get fired, and they're just going to hire him right back, which I actually think could actually happen. Yeah, um, I don't know. Not much to say about this game. I still don't think the Titans are that good, but the Raiders' offense just looks really underwhelming. Um, their defense looks okay, but there's, the Raiders aren't going to make the playoffs. They're in way too tough a division. I mean, they're pretty much done, I feel like, which is very disappointing for them. After having a pretty good offseason, I thought Derek Carr was going to play much better than he has been. The thing that was most shocking to me is I think I was scrolling – TikTok or Twitter on primetime, and I saw that oh, I forget his name has been targeted more times than Devontae Adams. What at Collins? Um, yeah, Collins. Yes, solid player, but we're talking about Devontae Adams. Like, throw the dude the ball, he's a top five, maybe top three, maybe the best receiver in the league. Like, you, you brought him here for a reason. Don't forget about him. He's your best offensive weapon. Get him the ball. And it's not like he's not, like, getting open. He's maybe the best in the league at getting open. Help him out. Uh, Jack, anything for this game, or should we move on? No, not much. It's just uh, McDaniels is 1-11 in his last 12 games as NFL head coach. Uh, it's struggle bus big time in Las Vegas and the Raiders. They got to be worried. You know, I agree with that. Um 
next game here, Chiefs went to the Colts, lost. Um, for me, it was more of not the Colts winning it, but if the Chiefs just had their special teams and actually had a healthy kicker, this game is a Chiefs win. Um, I think it was just a small little hiccup. Now, the Colts should get credit. They, they did win. The defense did play well. I think it showed a recipe for success for their defense plays elite and they can run the ball okay and they can just keep the ball away from elite offenses. They have a chance of, you know, winning that shitty division. But I don't know. It wasn't like, you know, the Colts won. It wasn't necessarily like a the season defining win or one that could change. Like, I don't think it was like that big of a win because I don't think they looked great. Yeah, no, they didn't. That was, that was definitely a dumb spot for the Chiefs and the Colts are bound to get a win anyway. I still don't think the Colts are a good team. Um, offense again was still very stagnant. Jonathan Taylor should be touching the ball 30 times a game. Matt Ryan's washed. Uh, defense looked okay, but the AFC South sucks. Absolutely sucks. Worst, worst division football. So, actually, I take the back. Jaguars are decent, but there's no way that the Colts will do anything this season. I don't understand Frank Reich. Uh, coaches had Colts, uh, Colts head coach. Uh, you lose to the Jaguars 24 nothing. You tie the Texans in the opener, and you go out and you beat the defending uh, AFC runner-ups. It makes no sense to me. Um, and then another thing I want to ta- uh, touch on, too, I don't know if you guys saw at the end of the half, uh, Mahomes going in on uh, Eric Bieniemy. Uh, every single offseason, everyone always talks about Eric Bieniemy should have a head coaching job. Eric Bieniemy should have a head coaching job. And maybe he should. Um but this always seems like a big issue coming out of Kansas City is the offense is always explosive, uh, but then Bienemy interviews so poorly. And we saw on Twitter, too, a lot of uh, former players for Bienemy, they were going in on him after that game. Yeah, he doesn't know, yeah, they're saying he doesn't understand football. He doesn't get the X's and O's. All he does is pick fights with players. And if you got an OC that's picking fight with your $50 million season quarterback, who is far and away the best quarterback in your franchise's history by a mile, might be something to watch out for. But I still – that's a game. Watching that game, I had no clue. Uh, I mean, aside from the uh, Chiefs special team mishaps, still makes no sense to me how the Colts won that game. Yeah. Um, not, not much else to say besides that. I don't think the fight was that big of a deal. Like, I just thought it was a small disagreement. I don't think it was that bad. I think people made it more than it was. But, I don't know. It is what it is. Uh, Bills, Dolphins, Miami – Part one of two undefeated teams left. Got the W over the Bills. Um, for the Bills, I just, you know, I think they're still top two team in the league, maybe the best. That offense is still very explosive and they still have very good defense. They were down a shit ton of people. So I don't think it's necessarily, if, if these teams are both 100% healthy, I think the Bills win. But I think this does kind of bring up a point like the Bills can't become too reliant on Josh Allen. You do need to help him at some point a little bit. That's not like one big hit, he's injured, then your team falls apart. You got to give him some help so he's not doing everything. So I want he threw the ball, what, 60, 70 times and ran the ball 10, 20 times, like way too much. I know he's young, but it's just, it's not going to last. And it would be one of the most detrimental things to the league if we see Josh Allen leave the league early because he's too injury prone because he's doing too much. So just a little worry thing. But this team will be fine this season. Yeah. Yeah, I completely – You got it, sir. No, Jake, I completely agree with you. Uh, the Bills cannot be too reliant on Josh Allen. First two weeks of the season, that's probably the most explosive offense we've ever seen. Uh, but then I want to give a lot of praise to the Dolphins. 
last year, my coach of the year, Brian Flores, was fired during our little ceremony, and I hated that firing. Now I kind of love it because Mike McDaniels seems like a little like a super secret, like little evil genius. The plays he draws up and what I see him doing for Tua is just second to none. Uh, th- this is something I caught against the Ravens game, and I, I fell in love with this. And that's why I think he's a little secret genius. He comes out in jumbo, right? So he has three tight ends and just two wide receivers. Ravens match that. They throw extra linebackers on the field. The Dolphins then go five wide with three tight end, and they just they hit Waddle across the middle, and he takes it like 60 yards from like the end zone to the other 40. Uh, I absolutely love what Mike McDaniel's doing. Uh, he's calm. He's not uh, too ahead of himself. He's not overboard. Uh, very calm, well-spoken, and he's 3-0, and and he's undefeated with Tua Tagovailoa as a quarterback. I still don't think Tua is this elite quarterback, but I think Mike McDaniel is getting the maximum out of his players, which is the most you can ask for as a head coach. This is the best we've ever seen Tua. Tyreek Hill looks phenomenal. Jalen Waddle's off to his best season ever. Gasicki's getting more involved than he was last year. And then the big issue was last year, your defense was so elite. Everyone credited that to Brian Flores, and rightfully so. Flores did a great job with that defense. But even with McDaniel, it's still an elite defense, and they held the Bills to under 20 points. I cannot commend the Dolphins and their coaching staff enough for what they're doing. It's just phenomenal. Yeah, right now, McDaniel's through three weeks coach of the year, I think. I mean, easily. Miami's – that was a phenomenal win that Miami put off against Buffalo. Buffalo will be fine. But they had three rookies starting in the secondary. That won't normally happen. But, I mean, it was still a great win for Miami, and they could honestly push this year for the AFC. The only thing I, I'm waiting to see is when, I mean, Miami's home field advantage early is incredible. When it's, when it's 40, 50 degrees, and they got to go up to Buffalo, and they got to go to New England, and it's even 60 degrees where they are, which is a big difference from where it's 100 degrees now, are they going to be the same football team? But right now they have the best receiving core in the league. You know, actually, I, I agree with that. I feel like playing in Miami in September is maybe one of the hardest things to do, especially, like, it's so humid. You're still trying to get used to your offense. It's not like you want to play there, but it's also just so weird because it's, like, it's not a lot of Miami fans. So I think it definitely plays a part into it. Um, I would say I don't I disagree with Hunter. I think this team is gonna be hot early and but for postseason time it's gonna be a shit show. I don't see them having a long term success. But um yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh next game here, if I can get back onto it. Okay. Uh Lions Vikings. Lions again. Um they lose when they should have won a game. It's they botched a coverage with I think a minute left. I mean Jackson, this year Lions team, you you can you can talk about it. Rome wasn't built in a day. Okay, the the roar is slowly being restored. Not the game you wanted to lose, but what are we seeing? Let's look at the positives here. Jared Goff looks good. Amon Ross St. Brown looks elite. Uh, we are worried about DeAndre Swift's injury. That's tough. Um, if you have your offense humming with Jared Goff, and you still have a first-round wide receiver waiting to get back to that mix, I think you're okay. Uh, I think the uh, D.C. of the Lions, I think he needs to be on the hot seat right along with Joe Woods. Those two got to go. Because uh, if the Lions are going to consistently put up near 30 points a game, they should be 3-0. The defense should not be like that. It's The defense is hard to watch. 
and you have talent out there. Okuda's been phenomenal through three games. Uh, he looked just sensational against uh, Justin Jefferson. Aiden Hutchinson, uh, solid solid start as a rookie. But you got to add some talent to that defense, and you got to get a defensive coordinator that you know puts some will into that team because they can get stops. They're a three and zero football team. Uh, so I would not panic on Dan Campbell yet. Do not panic on the Lions yet. They lost to two good football teams. Uh, that's still a seven eight win team in my book. Yes, Hunter. What does the Lions' future look like at quarterback? Because they're they're going to have a good enough record to the point where they're not going to be able to get a Stroud or a Bryce Young. So what? I mean, I don't. Jared Goff's obviously not the guy long term. Who who is? Like, where where do they go at quarterback? I think they stick with Goff. To be honest with you, he's looked fantastic through three games. Uh, last year was nothing special, but this year he's looked fantastic. You're paying him for two more seasons. Uh, I think you have to go with it because at this rate, you're going to have your two. Okay, so a big thing with the NFL is you have to capitalize when you have your quarterbacks on a rookie contract, and I strongly agree with that. I think what the Lions are doing now is the exact opposite. You now have Okuda, Hutchinson, Amon Ross St. Brown, and Jamison Williams. You have your superstars on rookie contracts, and you have your quarterback. You have him on the big budget. I think they're doing the inverse of what winning teams typically do. I think their window is two years with Jared Goff. You have to stick with him these next two years, and you can't move on. No, actually, I agree with that. I would just say, like, last year when Goff played well, it was at home. This year, when he played well, both games were at home. In Minnesota, yes, they had a chance to win the game, but he was 25 for 41, which is pretty good. But still had a pick, 277 yards, like a 79 like QB rating. So, like, he's a very much a great home quarterback, but I, sh- I feel like on the road, he just he, he can never get it done. But I don't know. We'll see. The only thing I would say from that game is um, – I just remember last year specifically there were a lot there was a lot of Jeff Okuda hey I don't know I don't think it was one of you actually I think I saw it on Twitter but there was just a lot of a lot of hate um and he got injured he hadn't even he hadn't even played healthy uh he was an absolute stud in college I know I have my Ohio State bias I'm not ashamed to admit it but he just locked down a top five receiver and it was it was a shutdown performance I actually have a Right before this, I uploaded a TikTok about it. I'm very impressed, and I think he could be a top five corner in the next three years. You know, I, I agree with that. He he has been locked down. Um, any other thoughts on this game before we move on? Nothing, O'Neal. Okay. Uh, Ravens, Patriots. Um, Ravens at the W here. I think the biggest the biggest thing for me, a couple things. One, um, Matt Jones injury does help the Browns because the Browns play them, just a little, you know, hometown thing. But there's Brian Hoyer is playing quarterback, or it's gonna be Zappy. The Patriots season looks like it's gonna be over because they, they're not gonna be able to do anything with that quarterback. You know, I guess Mac Jones wasn't doing a lot to begin Brian with. Brian Hoyer, Brian Hoyer, just twenty fourteen Brian Hoyer would be great. But um the Ravens the Ravens offensively, it is dangerous because it looks like Lamar Jackson can throw a football now, but it's weird. They they suddenly cannot run the ball. I think they're averaging like only three yards per rush, which is crazy to think about, like the way the Ravens run their system. But I don't know. 
they're finding ways to win games. I don't think Lamar's passing is going to continue because I feel at some point that you have to go to your bread and butter, which is running the football. But uh, we will we, we will see. But it was a big win for the Ravens. I've I've hated that we've said that Lamar can't throw the football. I've always thought he was able to throw the football even in college. He always had that natural the natural flick on the end. Now, did he need to get refined and and more precise? The sort of the same way Josh Allen did coming to the NFL. Yes. The big thing is I think the running game improves as Lamar throws the ball more. I think Mark Andrews is playing out of his mind. I think Rashad Bateman could potentially be, yeah, I don't know if he'll be a dominant number one, but he's a pretty solid receiver, and J.K. Dobbins is not healthy yet. And I, and I, I honestly think he could be a top 15, top 10 back in the league when fully healthy. Say, say that again, please. About which part? The very last one. I think when fully healthy, given a full season, J.K. Dobbins could be a top 15, potentially top 10 running back in the league. That's bold. Smith? Lamar's ass. I hate Lamar. That's it. Lamar is the MVP? No, that's supposed Supposed? Yes. He's the best player in the NFL right now. It's not close. Tell me who's better. Well, there's a lot of people better than Lamar Jackson. Tom Brady, uh, Aaron Rodgers. I would say Nicholas Chubb is better than Lamar. It's hard to name specifics, but Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, yes, definitely Jalen Hurts. Kirk Cousins is up there when he's not playing prime time. Oh my um Lamar Jackson is accounting for like the most touchdowns for the first three weeks in the NFL. Okay. All right, Jacob. Okay. I guess no. talking here. Okay. That's fine. Um mm-hmm. calm down, Carter. We have to work on your anger. All right, next next game here. Bengals versus the Jets. Let's make this a quick one. Bengals look like they're back, you know, to their old ways. They figured it out. Offense look good. Defense look good. And the Jets are the Jets. They beat the Browns because the Browns beat themselves. Yes. We all get there. Okay. Eagles with the, the Washington Commanders. Um, Carson Wentz was being back to his normal self, which is complete ass cheeks. Um, and the Eagles are 3-0. This Eagles team, I think they could win the NFC. I don't see reason why not. You look you look the way they play offense, running the ball, they're fantastic. And they're one of the best deep-throwing teams in the league, which is kind of crazy to think about. They're like the biggest big play team. But when you think of Jalen Hurts, you really don't think of him as like a big play down the field quarterback. But they are. It's what the, that's what the stats tell you. A.J. Brown looks fantastic. Devontae Smith had a big week. Overall, this team and Nick Sirianni probably, for me, is the coach of the year over Mike McDaniels. I don't know. I think this Eagles team in a weak NFC and especially a really weak NFC East, they have a shit ton of potential. Yeah, I absolutely love what the Eagles have done this year. Uh, I was making the case last season for Sirianni as coach of the year. Uh, A lot of people hated that hire because of how poorly he was in his uh, opening presser. but he's a legit football coach. He gets the best out of the Eagles. The offense is humming, and the defense looks good. Uh, I was watching that game on Red Zone this weekend with my roommate, and what shocked me was at the end of the first half, after that like 50-yard bomb to Devontae Smith, 
Hertz was at 280 yards passing and three touchdowns through two quarters. Uh, I When they took Jalen Hurts in the second round of that draft to be Carson Wentz's backup, never in a million years did I expect this out of Jalen Hurts. Uh, he's been phenomenal. The A.J. Brown trade looks wonderful. Devontae Smith finally showed up to start the season. Uh, Eagles look very, very legit. That's a team in the NFC to watch out for. The Alabama bias. <laughs> you didn't expect it because of Jalen Hurts because he's from Alabama. That's why. The same way you, Trevor Lawrence is still a terrible QB in your eyes. Um, what the hell does that have any relevance to? Like, what does that even mean? You just said I'll never. I never expected this out of Jalen Hurts, and didn't say anything about a bill. It's it's literally because he's from Alabama. That's not even a little bit remotely true. Jalen Hurts. That, you got Alabama, got beat up and, by a lefty that was five foot eight, and then had to transfer to Oklahoma to revive his career, and then he got drafted in the second round to the Eagles. By the time at Doug Peterson as the head coach with Carson but Wentz as their quarterback, but then Sorry, I did not think Jalen Hurts was going to be an NFL MVP, superstar caliber player. If you would have said that, that's fine. But then you backed it up with, and Devontae Smith finally okay, showed up. So you're up. doing, you're doing, hold on. So you're doing, okay, I said Devontae Smith finally showed up because he hasn't shown up the first two weeks of the season. You're doing exactly what my college tells me not to, and that's to assume. insight. That is terrible. It's two you weeks. You should never make assumptions. It's Carter, two making, weeks. Making it's an assumption. Two weeks. Making you assumptions. At least half the season before you just dismiss him. pathetic. If you would have stopped the Jalen Hurts, it would have been fine. But then you kept going to Devontae Smith. And Devontae Smith had a pretty damn good okay, rookie. Carter, 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 this, just shows, this just shows how much, this shows how much the SEC and me being right affects you. That didn't even cross my mind when I said that. Legit didn't even cross my mind. Because it's, it's unconsciously subjective. doing things, Carter. You are the most pathological person here. On and off the air. You do you hate Alabama? No. Do you hate Clemson? Yes. Okay. Okay. We're getting somewhere. We're getting I mean, somewhere. In fairness, to you're getting to the truth. Zero catches and like one catch for like eight yards. Oh yeah, no, he was terrible. We went to, but we don't have to. We don't have to write him off before at least the halfway point. I think they did. Not... Hold on. Let me just get my take real quick, and then you can go. It's just real quick. AJ Brown trade absolutely huge. Ripped off the bike. There are Titans. That's all I have to say. Continue, Jake. Sorry. I was not expecting that to be the reason we went off the rails, but <laughs> I guess you two can fight about anything. We can argue what color the sky is. You and Jacks will be going at it. Okay. Um, Saints visited the Panthers. Baker Mayfield is in the win column. And he won. He won against Carter's team, which I think is just fantastic. Uh, this, is, this was a wonderful weekend for the Baker Bros. Yeah. Even more Man. wonderful for me. Sure. I'm not a Browns fan. You're not a Browns week, fan. I'm absolutely a Browns fan, but I do love Baker. Uh, what a week! Baker won, and to top it off, Baker beat Carter's Super Bowl team. Baker is still with me. Runner he ups, still runner loves ups. me. Uh, I am just absolutely ecstatic. Did he look good? Hell no, but it doesn't matter. He got the win. I am so proud of him. Baker is in the win column. He's one and two. He was close to being three and oh. 58 yard field goal away, and then a, uh, a close game against the G Men. Uh, is he three and oh? No, he's one and two. It's tough, but Baker is in the win column. I am so proud of him. I'm so happy for him. 
I hope he keeps it up. Uh, and by him, I hope he turns into a better quarterback this year. Uh, and I hope the Panthers start winning football games. Uh, and just it makes me – the reason I'm beaming is because he beat the team that Carter said is going to go to the Super Bowl. That's what makes me so happy. Carter is still finding a way to get torched by Baker. Go Browns. BM6, baby, on top. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me tell you something right here. Jackson week one, Panthers-Browns. Jackson says, you know what? I wouldn't mind if the Panthers won. I wouldn't mind if Baker Mayfield has a good game. Now, as you can tell, I am a diehard Browns fan. Jake, obviously, with that flag in the background, is a diehard Browns fan. And Hunter Smith is also a diehard Browns fan. Okay? Hold on, Hunter. No! I'm not even going to let you get to that point. You're not going to tell me. You're not a Browns fan. I'm a bigger Browns fan. You've ever been in you're going to wait. 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 you are let me finish my point. Hold on, hold on. No, no, no. Let me finish my point. Let me finish no, my point. Really fast. Really fast. I didn't even get to finish. She got to finish. Really fast. 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 Do you see the chat? Hunter Rose's hand. I guess that did. Hunter, Thank go. you, Jacob. Thank you. Um, I would like to say, Jackson did say some very questionable things about Baker and the Browns coming into the offseason. I will, I will say that. Was I mad at him? Yes, I was. Did I question his fandom a little bit? Yes, I did. Um. Jackson has sincerely apologized to Jake and I. This is strictly right there. That is the problem. This is strictly a Carter and Jackson moment, and I am going to keep my name out of this. Sorry about that. Um, We will go to Jackson first because his hand is currently still being raised. Jackson, thank you. Thank you. Uh, I did apologize to Hunter and Jake uh, because I respect their fandoms. Um, that's, that's the main reason why, uh, and I think it proves it, uh, Hunter and Jake would never try to take away my fandom of the Cleveland Browns, no matter what I'd say or do. There were some dark nights in the, uh, 2019 and 2020 season, uh, where Jake and I specifically, Jake used to come over for every Browns game. Jake and I specifically tried to, uh, scrub off bad voodoo, uh, out of our basement into the world and revive the Browns chances of winnings. We did workouts before every game. All of our sets cleanse. were all of our sets. Yeah, we did a cleanse. We did do a cleanse for Hunter. We made him take off uh, all of his red because we were playing the Niners, and then we dumped water on him outside. Did it work? No, but we tried. No one will ever take away the Cleveland Browns fandom from me, uh, and nobody named Carter Hip will ever even consider discussing my level of fandom of the Cleveland Browns. Um, I think it's absolutely disgraceful what he tried to do there. It's shameful. Uh, there are very few Browns fans, legitimate Browns fans in this world. I got to jump ship when we went 0-16 or when we went 1-15. But no, what I do, I put on my seatbelt. I strapped in. I said, let's get this shit show going. And what happened? We got it going. We finally got a quarterback that was a playoff quarterback for us. We won a playoff game. Sorry I got a little overboard. Sorry I got a little excited. We've never had a quarterback before. But if you think for a second you get to take away my fandom of the Cleveland Browns, you should be ashamed of yourself. You are the lowest of low, and you are a scumbag, and you are a disgrace. Carter Hip, your response? I wasn't the only one who was questioning and said that you were not a fan. 
Okay. So we're just going to start off with there. there the That's two other true. members, there is text proof. There's te- I specifically remember a Jake Miller text after you went off on a Baker tangent saying he's going to be amazing and I hope they win saying you're not a Browns fan. And that's the problem. Is if I would have no, got no, this, no, 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 no. You're not going to interrupt me because I didn't interrupt you. If you would have seen me the same apology or even half apology or maybe even a minute apology, not a 10-minute phone call that you gave them, I would have been fine. But the fact was for week one, you were more of a Panthers fan than a Browns fan. Instead of jumping ship when we were on 16, what did you do? You followed the Penguin. What? Are you calling me right now? Are, are we serious? Is this real? Oh, instead of instead of walking out when we were at 16, you decided to follow the sack of potatoes right overall down to Carolina instead of apologizing. All I need was, hey, I was wrong. I should have put the Browns before everything because that is what we do as diehard fans. That is what you do. You sacrifice your Sunday. Three hours every Sunday. Oh, and 16, you watch. When you're playing the team of your opposing quarterback, you don't cheer. You think New England Patriots fans were cheering for Tom Brady? And if they were, at least they won something for them. Maybe six Super Bowls instead of one game. I don't care about the playoff wins. I want Super Bowl. Um, Jackson, you have your hand up? Yeah, real quick, real quick. Uh, Carter, I think the big point you're missing here is that I did apologize just to two people who I would think respected my apology. I didn't think I needed to apologize to you for anything. Um, with that said, oh, how does um, that make sense? How does that logically make sense? Why do you feel you that you're tarnishing are... my yes. name, my character, yes. for a yes. year and a half because I, I jumped off the Baker train early? <laughs> That's not why. <laughs> I was me, 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 not you, me. And then you guess who else was right? Hunter. And then guess who followed Jake? And you stood on that side forever. And you stood on that side even when it was oh, the team. It wasn't the team anymore. And you stood on that side. And so when I stood with my brownies, and when Hunter stood with his brownies, and when Jake stood with his brownies, what did you do? What did you do? You stood with the Panthers of Carolina and that bag of potatoes. That's what you did. You made that choice. No one else made it for you. Carter, yeah, so that's blatantly – hold on. That's blatantly not oh, true. Yeah. Uh, I never jumped ship. Hold on. No, no. You're going to calm down. Um, does this have the Saints and the Panthers game? Yeah. Carter, Carter, um, I don't tarnish your name because of what you did to Baker. I tarnish your name because I enjoy it. Um, look, here's the thing. Um, I don't think I would have stayed on the Baker train as long as I have. But I have never seen someone in my entire life get as riled up That's as you. No, no, you no, are no, just constantly. Baker could go up and shoot a synagogue or a church, and you probably would still like him. It's terrible, Jackson. It's terrible. Your love for him is extreme. It makes me hate okay, him more okay, than okay, I actually okay, should. Okay. No, see, see, this is where I have my issue. You call my love for him extreme. I'm just sitting there saying I'm proud of him. And you go up and your head literally way you have talked about this man for the last year as if he is the second coming of Jesus. Carter, it literally Carter, is. Carter, Carter, go back, watch your episodes, watch my body language when I talk about him, watch your body language when you talk about him. Look at your face. You can barely comprehend what because we're saying. Here's how it you, you always start with him, and then I have to respond, and then you say, no. No, I can't. I can't. That's wrong. That's wrong. He's a top 10 quarterback when healthy. And the fact is, he's spanked. So, okay, but Carter, look, I've had wrong opinions in the past. 
you don't act like this when I have my very few wrong opinions. But it, it, for whatever it's reason, only this, this because you kept it going for months. You were nuts. It was terrible for months. And you still said why? why did it drive you insane? I don't understand why it drives you to the point of insanity. Because he was so bad for so long, and then, and then and then and then and then and then after the season, it should have been over. It should have been over. And then you kept going until the next season. And he was a team. And you still kept going. You still cheer for him. And this is why, Carter, this is why, like, this is why I do, like, I don't understand how it gets you this riled up. It makes no sense to me. I've never seen you so passionate about hating a man in my life. I love Nick Chubb. If Nick Chubb left tomorrow and talked shit the way he talks shit about the way Baker talks shit about the Browns, I'd hate Nick Chubb. I'd root against him. Why the hell would Baker talk shit about the Browns? When the hell did that happen? Hunter, Hunter, go really quick. Well, no, Jackson, hold on. No, we're Jackson, not going to practice no, no, listen, misinformation listen. here. When no. did Baker? When did Baker say that? Oh no! When? When did he say? That? Look at Twitter! Look at it! They're laughing at you! Look at Jake right now. He is laughing at you. They're laughing. One example. They gave up on me. They gave no, up on example. me. One example. One example. One example. Front of his nation, YouTube oh, shit up front of his nation. I would like to make an announcement Saturday night at 2 a.m. We will have an episode out titled Baker Mayfield. I stand by my word. We're doing an episode at 2 30 a.m. We are live streaming, it will be outside of Jack's house. All right, uh, Jacob, next game, front of his nation. You have my word on that. Pathetic. You ruined my hat. Look at this. Shut up. You've had your time. God. Okay. Um, hold on. I gotta I gotta get myself ready again. I think that legit lasted 10 minutes. Um, yeah, Jackson Carter, you will have no discussion for the next um game. You'll be silent because we are tired of hearing your voices. Um, Jaguars Chargers. Uh the Jaguars won by four touchdowns. I honest I I I predicted the Jaguars to win. I was not expecting a four-touchdown beatdown and domination. Um, charge, charge were down people. They were hurt. Justin Herbert's hurt. He doesn't look like himself. When he gets healthy, they'll be fine. This will be a great team. The biggest takeaway here is the Chargers. They can win their division. That defense that they have and Trayvon Walker actually playing like a first-round, like playing for first pick in the draft, it's honestly incredible. I was not expecting this from the Jaguars. Their defense is great. Their offense is still getting better. Christian Kirk, the money they paid him, he's looking like actually a very good wide receiver one. James Robinson and Travis Etienne being the one-two punch they have in the backfield. Doug Peterson showed that he can be a good po- a good coach at times. This team is dangerous. And I, I, I really think, like, out of the four teams in the AFC South, if I had to pick a team today – who would win the AFC South? I would pick that Jacksonville Jaguars. Hunter. Um, I had one thought on this game. Um, the Chargers can go fuck themselves. Would you like to elaborate on that, Hunter, or is that your only thought? That is it. Okay. Um, Jackson, and Carter, <laughs> Jackson and Carter, your suspension is now over. Um, you can now talk about the next game, Rams-Cardinals. Uh, Rams won by eight. Um, Cardinals offense again. They went back struggling. They're one and two. They're such an up and down team. I would say if they can get to three and three by the time Hopkins gets back, 
I think that puts them in a spot where they can still compete for the playoffs. Um, they've shown when D hops healthy, they do play well and they can win games. And usually what the Cardinals do, they start hot and they end bad. I feel like now they can start slowly, get D hop back, just have this wave of energy and kind of ride that wave to a good record in the playoffs. But um, go to Jack first. Uh, yeah, I think very little the Arizona Cardinals. I think Cliff Kingsbury is a very bad coach. I think Kyler Murray right now is going to be the most overpaid quarterback in the NFL. Uh, that's really all I have. The Cardinals are not going to be a good organization moving forwards. Uh, my focus is more on the Rams. They got to fix the O line. Some some change has to be made. They're atrocious. <laughs> they fix that, they'll be fine. Okay. Um, next game, another another game that I called correctly. Uh, Falcons Seahawks. Um, Hunter, do you have any thoughts on this game? Uh, yeah, I do. Um, the Seahawks can go fuck themselves. Thank you, Hunter. Um, the Falcons do what the Falcons do. They beat teams that are the same level or worse than them, and they will get beaten by teams that are th- that they are not as good as. Carter, your next thoughts. Uh, I have. I don't really have any thoughts. I mean, Geno Smith looked like Geno Smith once again. It was, it was two terrible teams playing. They're in the middle, like climax of a rebuild. They got work to do. They'll be they'll be fine eventually, but not right now. Jackson, uh, any thoughts on the Seahawks Falcons game? Um. Not really. Uh, I'd say the Seahawks, you know, it's just uh, with Pete Carroll, he keeps it one big family there. Um, it was, it's tough to see Pete Carroll struggling in what's likely his last year. Um, but good for the Falcons. Uh, finally got that big win they needed. Uh, but no, these are two bottom feeders. These are two bad football teams. Nothing special will come from either of these organizations this year, at least. Uh, I want to see the Falcons play Desmond Ritter, though, because uh, Marcus Mariota is not your future. See if Desmond Ritter is. Why not? Throw them out there. All right. Um, next game here, Packers beat the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers were down Godwin, Evans, and Jones. Their best receiver was Scotty Miller, which I think just describes the Buccaneers situation right now. And the Packers only won by two. I think that's probably the most worrying thing. You you know, Buccaneers defense is probably the best defense in the league. So, like, of course, you're not going to score a lot on that. But – I don't know. The Packers, I think they, they still have to improve. They have to get the receivers going because their defense is good, but I don't know. I would say this Buccaneers defense reminds me a lot of the Patriots defense where Tom Brady's won his Super Bowls with an elite defense. It's kind of being in place for being the same thing this year. Also, is he getting a divorce? I'm really confused with the whole like Gazelle, Gazelle situation. Does anyone know yeah. what's going on there? Not not entirely, but this is something I'd want to talk about. I don't think gameplay-wise there's a much uh, there's much you get to break away here. Um, but I do think within relationships, uh, I think communication is key. Uh, I think two people have to they have to communicate if they want that relationship to, to stay together. And uh, Tom Brady and Giselle, they had not communicated very well over the uh, the past <laughs> over the past few months. And um because they did not communicate very well, they broke up. Um, and it's very sad 
Uh, Giselle deserves better, in my opinion. Yeah, I was going to say, wanted, whose, whose fault is all, that? All Giselle wanted was for her man to be there for him <laughs> uh, and her family. And all Tom wants is just to succeed in life. That's all he wants. Yeah, well, Tom also likes nighttime snuggles as well, but a little bit more than snuggling at times. And I don't think Giselle gives that to him a ton. You know? <laughs> what are you? I'm reading. That is terrible. As for the game, the Buccaneers will be fine. Tom Brady just needs some help in the offensive weaponry area, but they'll be fine. Green Bay's in trouble, though. You're only putting up 14. You only went by two. Yikes. That's going to be quite the, uh, quite the homecoming for Brady when he gets back. Nice. Yeah, no, I just feel like Tom could have more patience with uh, just the offense and, and Gazelle, and that would be, be much better. But we'll see how that relationship affects his game once, you know, they get into the winter season. We'll, we'll um, keep you updated next week as well. <laughs> Forty Niners Buccaneers. Forty Niners Broncos. This was maybe the most putrid game I've ever watched in my life. I honestly have never witnessed such a boring, just horribly egregious primetime game. Um, yeah, like Russell Wilson sucks. He he had one good drive. That whole I don't know. Like, did you guys see the video where, like, he forces the team to, like, say if it's a pass or a run? Like, that's that type of thing. I feel like Russell thinks he's this amazing leader, which I just don't think guys are getting behind him. I think this team, with this Daniel Hackett, I think it's going to fall apart. And I think the Broncos will be uh, – sorry. I think the 49ers will be fine. Uh, I have one very interesting takeaway from this game, just like the last game, and I think it's got nothing to do with gameplay. I think – if you're not a believer, this game proved that God is real. Because I think Russell Wilson is the most outgoing religious man in the NFL. And that might be one of the worst offenses in the NFL. Yet somehow, some way, they're in first place. Makes no sense to me. But that was that's my big takeaway from that game. God is real, and that's the reason why the Broncos are in first place. That and that alone. Um. The offense sometimes just seems a little predictable, but I think they'll figure out because they got weapons everywhere. And then uh, I think I said this to either Hunter or Jake, but I think Jimmy G is about to go on a Nick Foles type run. I think he, I think he's angry that um, he was replaced after taking them to the NFC Championship, and I think he's hungry. And obviously, there's going to be hiccups early. He looked, he didn't look the greatest in the beginning, but I think they figure it out. And I think this Niners team starts to roll, especially late in the most Shanahan way. That's all. All right. And the last game here, uh, Cowboys-Giants. I honestly, I think, and of course, for a Browns fan, I thought Thursday night was fine. But I think overall the primetime games were just abysmal. But Cowboys-Giants, um, Cooper Rush looked good. I think the fact that people are trying to say that Cooper Rush deserves to start over Dak now and it's a QB controversy is maybe the most- Oh, no. No, no. Please, God, no. Jackson, no. Why are you shaking your head? Yes. I wasn't. He's agreeing with me. Are you okay? 
You are so I thought he was shaking yes when you said like Cooper Rush was in starting position and he started going. So I like I thought he meant that. That's not me. <laughs> but no, um, um yeah, no, Dak Prescott will start when he gets back. Uh this Cowboys defense, you know, they look pretty good. They were able to uh put pressure on Daniel Jones the entire game. It was a relentless pass rush. I still think Mike, Mike McCarthy's a moron. The offense and his decision making with Kellen Moore, I think, is just not good. But they were able to win a scrappy game. The Giants came back to what I think we all think they are, and that's just a very average team that just they don't have the necessary weapons to install the offense that Brian Dable's looking to install. So I think that's just going to take time. Carter? Hunter Jackson. You nailed it on the head. You nailed it. You said everything that was needed to be said about that game. It was also very hard to watch. And I don't think there's much playoff potential for either team. The Giants can maybe squeeze in, but the way the Eagles are playing right now, and if they don't win this division, they're not making it in. All right. Um, does anybody have any last thoughts? Communication, it's key. <laughs> For the defense, yep. Browns defense communication is key, Jackson. That is a very good, very good thought. Um, I guess my only thing, yeah, like I said, I think just some teams need to be patient with their young quarterbacks. I think patience is awesome. Don't throw away what's good if you think you have it. Okay. Um, we will update the record. We'll tell you the records and what we picked last week for the next episode in our pick them. Um, yeah, that's about it. Thanks for listening. We'll see you later.